or evening listeners of the Foiled Again podcast. I am your host, Joe Kerr. And on today's podcast, both Justin and Cam will be discussing the film Joe Kerr. And I would like to say up front that neither of them enjoyed the film. And I think it'd be better if we just ended the podcast now. Who who possessed you in that moment? Because you were speaking about yourself in the third person. Joe Kerr. Mm. You told me I had to be Joe Kerr in this episode. <laughs> so this is my <laughs> Joe Kerr. Oh, okay. I'm inspired by the film Joker in which Joker was not really Joker. So I wanted to see if I could create a fresh and new interesting take on Joker and maybe just, you know, crap the bed like this movie did. Sorry, I have a medical condition. (laughs) I also have the same medical condition. That's why they call me Joker. My actual name is Beth. We can't. This is not going to be a running joke. I was gonna in say, okay, episodes. now listen. I was gonna say Bob, but then I was like, nope, I can further <laughs> my agenda here. Um, oh, you're terrible, just like this movie. Yeah, um, as stated prior, today's night watch is centered on the film Joker. Uh, which Oscar award winning film Joker Golden Lion recipient Joker uh, released in 2019 um, a film that both you and I have put off watching for a very long time and well I was never going to watch well, it yeah. but we had to because I looked at it and I said I will never watch this movie yeah. And then you change that. Yeah. I really am a detriment to your health, aren't I? <laughs> it's okay. I love you. Anyway. Yeah, I love you too. Um, My first note for this movie says, we haven't turned it on yet, but I already hate it. Yeah. Now listen. It was just pulled up on HBO Max. Now listen. It's not... You know, it's it's not standard for me to hate a movie immediately before I see it, right? I'd like to at least try and give things benefit of the doubt. I wasn't yeah, me too. I wasn't super excited about Eternals, but Eternals came out and I really I really enjoyed it. Um Yeah. Um I what is it? I I didn't I was worried about No Way Home, and albeit I didn't like the film that much, right? But I didn't go in just thinking like, oh, it's going to be an awful experience. And it wasn't, you know? There are some there are issues I have with it that have been well documented. But this movie, I don't think I've ever hated a movie uh, like off its, like, just... 
like Genesis, like off of its inception. Like the moment I heard back in the day, they were like, we're going to make a Joker movie. I was like, no, why would you do that? There's nothing, there's no, there's no story there that could compel me enough to go to the theater and watch a movie solely about the Joker, right? And I was against that. And then they were like, well, it's going to be, what is, I, I don't even know what the order of events are, but it was like an origin story or whatever, or, you know, like how he got there, which of course, what other story would they want to tell, right? What, yeah, what? Besides the one that doesn't need to be told. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's, it's upsetting that they decided let's mine into this character who really doesn't need to be explained. You know what I mean? Like, there's this weird thing surrounding a lot of media today, which is like an over-explanation of a character or, like, we left hints for a thing like an offhanded reference becomes an entire like six hour mini series. You know what I mean? It's own mm-hmm. movie or whatever. Right. And there's a lot of that with comic books and there's a lot of that, that I don't really care to get into. That's not why I'm drawn to these sort of things. So I, I, I didn't care to get into a Joker origin story because there are many out there which one is the real one? I don't need to know. You can pick and choose which one you really care about. I just it doesn't it doesn't compel me. And I was like, "All right, whatever." And then they're like, "Well, it's not going to be like exactly like you'd expect Gotham to be or whatever or like you, you know, like it's going to be about this guy and maybe he be, maybe he's the Joker, maybe he's not. That's why there's no the in the title, it's just Joker, um, and I was like, all right, whatever, and then they were like, Joaquin Phoenix is tied to it, and Joaquin Phoenix is a, (laughs) we were disparaging this, whether or not Joaquin Phoenix is actually a good actor, but I've seen him in things, and I've enjoyed him in them, right, so Joaquin Phoenix, a very capable actor to take on the role of the Joker, honestly has a good face for Joker, um, if they decided to, you know, paint him in the iconic look rather than the one they created for this movie, which is a look that I enjoy. Um, but I was like, all right, so you're making some thing that's not even really about the thing and you want it to be like a drama. They said it was going to be like taxi driver or whatever, you know, cribbing on Scorsese style. Actually, I think I remember one of the things originally was, Martin Scorsese was attached to direct or at least approached to direct, but he was like, I couldn't crack it. I couldn't figure out how this man that I wanted to write or I wanted to, you know, tell a story about becomes the one that you see in comic books, you know, becomes the Joker. Right. And I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. Um, yeah. And then here comes Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, arguably I you know I not arguably I'd feel totally you know in the right to call him a hack director uh mostly done mostly did comedy just whatever you know pumping stuff out director of the hangover trilogy 
Um, here he comes, and he decides he's going to make this Joker movie for two reasons. He's going to make mm-hmm. this Joker movie because he can't make his comedies anymore because you can't you can't say anything funny anymore without anyone getting uh, offended. His words, not mine. Don't even know if that's verbatim, but essentially that's the sentiment for why he made this pivot, quote unquote, into dramatic territory, right? Second thing was, he was like, how can I make a comic book movie that's a real movie? Well, there are plenty of examples of that, right? Like, so many films have been made that are a perfect example of just like, yeah, of course you're going to have the superhero tendencies, but guess what? You're dealing with comic book characters. You're dealing with superheroes. That's par for the course, right? But he's like, how can I take these characters, make a real movie or whatever, completely, like, disregarding any of the source material, any care for, you know, the the prior stories or whatever. Like, honestly, we don't even, whatever they, there's, like, bullet points, I guess, they take from, from like, Killing Joke or whatever, but this is a completely, a like, quote-unquote original story for the Joker, right? And... He's so so he sets on this quest to make a drama because he can't be funny and make a superhero movie because he uh he can't do anything. Um because he's a hack, essentially. But as a superhero that's a, a superhero movie that's a real movie that's not even about a superhero, about a character who doesn't need to be explained or explored or anything that's the joker that's all we need from it right and to me personally and to you uh he failed completely he just to say the least yeah to say the least he missed the mark 100 percent, and for some reason i guess because it tries to look like a real film and tries to act like a real film but it's just a piece of garbage everyone ate it up everyone ate it up there are people that i know who like this movie it's uh uh, i don't actually know the rotten tomato score but like we said it 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 won oscars joaquin phoenix won an oscar for this and i was hoping that at least getting through this movie, like, okay, Joaquin Phoenix going to be good or whatever, right? But he wasn't. There's maybe, like, he, there's, like, two won. scenes, maybe, in which he does, like, a genuinely good job and everything else is a caricature of uh, and, and overacting to to show us this this nothing, this nothing character that's not the Joker, Right? I've 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 said it on Twitter, said it to you, I've said it many times, even before I saw this movie. The actual Joker would hate this movie. One hundred percent. He really would. He really would. He his 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 scheme after maybe even hearing about this movie, maybe seeing this movie, would probably be I'm gonna get revenge on the executives, 
on the director, on the actor, on the producer, you know, his whole thing would then become, I have to take out all these people who, who, who threw dirt on my name. Because I don't even think he would enjoy the, the, the spotlight from it. Have you ever, you've seen that episode of Batman, the animated series, The Joker's Wild, where yep. they, they had that casino that was themed after the Joker. And he was like, bro, where is my money? And then he goes and then he, he breaks out of Arkham and he goes to the casino and he's like, oh, this is all like tacky, whatever. He's like, I hate this, you know, whatever. Bruce Wayne also hates it as, as he should <laughs> like, and, and what is, and, and, and the, what is it? One of the things that Batman finds out about that hotel was that it was a reskin of a like Camelot themed hotel or whatever. Right. So it was a con job. It was, it was to, to they were going to burn it down and get the insurance money or whatever. And I bring that part up because this movie is a con job. This movie is a fraudulent piece of art that I, even though I brought this upon, I brought this upon myself, I want my two, and you, I want my two hours back. I don't even know if I have anything productive to say about this movie beyond the fact that I'm upset that it it exists and it's an example of how, like, betraying the source. What is the point of betraying the source material if you can't even come up with a, like, competent replacement, right? I want to make this a real movie. Okay, then read the stuff and make it a real movie. But Todd Phillips, you can't because you're not a good director. You're not a good storyteller. And... I just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted at the amount of people I've seen who claim this movie of good, the effect this movie has had on, um, on our society as a whole. There were people dressed up as Joker for protests, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. You're like you what what you turn Joker into some some sort of anti-hero who's not even an anti-hero. He's still a villain throughout the movie. Like he descends further and further into his um into his mental illness and his problems and he just becomes like an all-around bad guy, right? Cuz he finds out he's been lied to. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. This is not the Joker, right? And what is it? His, his, because I'm jumping around. There's no need to really get into the nitty gritty of what's going on in this, in this movie. Um, but he kills a couple people, a couple Wall Street, uh, bros on the train and it starts a thing it starts a, a, a movement and Thomas Wayne is like, yeah, you know, they're all clowns. I'm running for mayor. I'm going to make people, I'm going to make Gotham great again, essentially. Right. And I'm like, who is this version of Tom? Like you can have a, like a bad guy, Thomas Wayne, they've done it correctly, but to just make him some like garbage, like political figure 
is is not it like where where's what what how does that inspire bruce wayne which you still clearly set up oh batman is gonna come but in this weird garbage world in which the joker is a is a reviled figure of starting a a a movement that he doesn't even stand for right which then leads into the Mm -hmm. fact why are you dressing up as the joker when the whole point is that he stands for nothing You you go you go ahead. You look like you've been wanting to say a bunch of stuff, and I've just been going. On, I've gone on for like almost twenty minutes now. Just go ahead. I mean, I just going back to the the inception of this movie and to Todd Phillips being like, you know, nowadays you can't make jokes anymore. I can't be funny anymore if I try to make my movies because then I'll get canceled. So. Now I have to make the Joker. That was the biggest red flag because obviously the the immediate takeaway is, oh, you can't be funny unless you're being hateful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the first thing. But then beyond that, it's like, Todd Phillips, you think you are the Joker, don't you? <laughs> and when I, like, realizing that Todd Phillips thinks that he's the Joker... Because he isn't allowed to make jokes anymore. Because if he does, uh, a, a gang of brown youths will steal his sign and beat him up <laughs> in the street, I guess. God, this movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't... I'm, I'm so confused because at the start, the only people that antagonize Arthur Fleck, which is such a weird nonsense name that they've picked for him. I don't even understand. Yeah, I don't know. I literally what I think is that they're like, who's playing Batman right now? Ben Affleck, A Fleck, Arthur Fleck. And I literally think that's what. Yeah. Like with the amount of thought that gets put into this movie, I fully believe that that's what happened. But, you know, the only people that antagonize Arthur are like brown and black people throughout the start of the movie. And it's it's like that one black mirror episode. (laughs) (laughs) but for real like they're all being really mean to this weird guy for no reason you know and i it's not even successful at trying to be like look how people that are mentally ill are treated because that's not what the point of it is because first of all they're not treated like this (laughs) well i mean i don't want to disparage whatever harassment or toxicity no of course yeah. i'm not saying that like they don't face harassment and stuff i'm just saying like the way that this movie takes it to these cartoonish extremes to be like he, he gets they're so mean to him so now he has to kill people a lot no yeah of, so course, of course of sad. course that's what i'm yeah. saying you know because obvi- the the one good thing that i can give some credit to is like the only moment i feel sympathy for arthur is whenever the government cuts the funding to this mental health program yeah. he's been going to, and now he can't get his medicine, and the the therapist or the lady that he's seeing, she's like, um, listen, they don't care about you any more than they care about yeah. me. Because it's, it's one of the more realistic, grounded things that happen. It's like the only mm. realistic, grounded thing in the whole movie. Because the whole rest of the time, it's trying to be like, 
oh, they're so mean to him. They hurt his feelings That scene so with the with the lady and her kid on the bus is it's the bus, yeah. right? It's so egregious. Yeah. In like, <laughs> leave my son alone. Horrendous. Like, I get you don't want this creepy middle aged man messing with your son, but like. It's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I, like, I get it. People don't like him. He just got his sign stolen from, from being a clown and pointing out whatever, you know, that this store is going out of business, got to do the going out of business sale. And it's like, oh, he's on his way home from his, his, uh, therapy or whatever. And it's like, oh, here he is making faces at the kid. And then... He's like, I wasn't doing anything. And then he's having his little, his little panic attack moment with the laughing and whatnot. And she's still mean to him. Yeah. Like. It's so, one of the things that makes it so horrendous is, you know, he bursts out laughing because he can't help it because that's a condition that he has, which is. I don't know if there's a real existing condition. I think it is. A person. Like I right, I believe that there is one, but to apply this to the Joker and be like, do you do you get it? It's the Joker, and he makes jokes and he laughs all the time. Like it's such a weird combination of things to to try and get this point across. Where it's like he has this condition where he laughs, and his mom nicknamed him Happy, and this thing and that thing, and it all sucks because you're trying to do like if you picked one or two. Maybe you could do something mm-hmm. with it. I still don't think it would be good. Yeah. Because like you said, I'm against the whole premise of making a movie about the origin story of the Joker. Mm-hmm. But if I could have watched this movie and approached it as like, okay, ignoring the, the comic book relations to it, did you actually make a good movie here? No. You know, and I if I could come away from that and feel like you succeeded in making a good movie, you, then I'd feel different. You just tried you know? to combine Taxi Driver and came with comedy, though. That's the thing. Right. Try to take two Which, good movies and make them one good movie and made a really bad movie. <laughs> and it's like, it's so rare when I can look at something and be like, I feel like the cinematography is trying too hard. Yeah. There, you know, but you really can hear where they're like, they're trying to make stills. That's they're yeah. trying to make. That was, shots. that was the thing. Well, that's one of the things that kept bugging me. Cause I remember hearing everyone talk about how like filthy Gotham looks. And I remember seeing it in the trailers, but even then, it still looks super clean. Just by just because of the way this is filmed, like it feels like fake. The it way fa- it's, it's filmed, fake the dirty. city has a very, it has a very pristine quality yeah. to it. Yeah, like it's still it's still obviously like a city, but stylized garbage. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Artfully placed yeah. garbage, but not in a way that feels good. Yeah. You know. In a way that feels fake. Um, yeah, this Gotham is so much... like It's one of the most diverse Gothams that we've seen on screen yeah. in terms of who lives yeah. in it. There's a, there's a little person. There's brown and black people. There's, you know, all that yeah. stuff. They all just happen to be uh, abusing this weird mentally ill man, except for the little except person. Except for the little person. He was the only one who was nice to him. Because he was also getting... Uh, abused as well. Everybody was hating on this little This, guy. this then... Okay, but th- this ties into the 
disorder that he has. When is he really laughing? Because his laugh is just the same all the time, right? And so when they're making fun of the little dude, he laughs, right? But is it out of discomfort or is it that he's actually laughing? You know what I mean? Right, because at that point they haven't gone to great pains to show us a card that states exactly what his illness is. So, like, we just think he's laughing at the guy because he keeps laughing as he leaves the room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This movie is just, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's. (sighs) That shot where he walks away from the rest of the group laughing and then stops completely. And you're like, oh, he's acting. Wow. Mm. There are a lot of moments of that. Whoa, he's. He's. Uh, is anyone else in this movie, like, given anything to, to like, actually do? You know what? No, Robert De Niro's good. Robert yeah, De Niro's. He's Robert yeah, he's De Niro. Robert De Niro. Mark Marone is cool for, like, the, the five seconds of screen time that he has. But nobody else is given material. Yeah. You're right. It's it's Nobody's the Joaquin the Phoenix show. To be a character. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of those scenes with um Arthur and the guys in their little dressing yeah. room is so clearly trying to be the taxi driver like scenes with the guys from the dispatch mm-hmm. at the diner mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's trying to be that so hard and it's like, but it's it's not this. And they're like, people don't you like people don't it. like you, Arthur. They think you're weird. And the guy gives him a gun, just, just like to... in Taxi Driver. Yeah, and... and then Arthur's in his apartment pointing the gun around, just like Travis did in With Taxi Driver. With his shirt Driver. off. Do you get it? It's... I think for people that don't know what Todd Phillips' motivation for making this movie was, and people that haven't read a lot of comics, and people that haven't seen Taxi Driver uh, and King of Comedy, and, you know maybe haven't seen a lot of movies that are, I guess, trying to be something beyond a blockbuster or whatever. I can see how if this is one of your first movies in this style, which I use in the loosest term mm-hmm. because it's just trying to emulate a good yeah. style. It doesn't this succeed. This whole movie is cosplay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that even belittles cosplay. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's just, it's just a sham. But... If you haven't experienced the whole set of things and you watch this movie, I can totally get how you'd walk away from it being like, oh, I enjoyed that, you know? Because mm. it's like a new experience that isn't tainted by all this knowledge I, that we I have. Guess. You know what I mean? I guess, sure. I'll, I'll, I can get. It's I still can really bad. That. Yeah. Right. But I think in you saying it's a con job, I agree, because I think it successfully does that. For people that, you know, fit into this one specific category. Yeah. Um, wow. Just like... <laughs> I find it very difficult to, to watch things that are... Look how bad the world treats this one white guy. And then look how this white guy turns around and, and treats the world. But you you don't do anything to truly show how reprehensible that the guy who does all the messed up stuff mm-hmm. is, you know, you don't show how reprehensible he mm-hmm. is. And like what I like about taxi driver, it's like, wow, this guy is messed yeah. up 
And even though the world praises him at the end of the movie, there's still this undertone of like, this is, this this is, is a really screwed yeah. up guy. He's a ticking time bomb. He's inches away from being that person yeah. again. You know, and Taxi Driver, while it doesn't really have a plot, it has something to say. Yeah. All that the Joker has to say is, I'm Todd Phillips and I tried to do Taxi yeah. Driver. Yeah. I hated I hated Thomas Wayne in this movie, like you said, because the I way see, to do I Evil see Thomas why Wayne... Alec Baldwin was originally attached to play as him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at first I was like, "What?" I was like, "Alec Baldwin is Thomas Wayne." That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They they just wanted to do Thomas Wayne as a bad guy, but not in like one of the cool ways where he has ties to the mob or he's you know, actively furthering the corruption in Gotham mm. or he has some interesting thing going on. It's just like, yeah, he's a garbage uh, rich guy. Yeah. And it's like, that's the most, like, that's not interesting. That's not compelling. Incredibly, incredibly hollow um, political stances that this movie has. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Because like, it acts like it cares about people who are mentally ill, and it acts like it cares about people who are, you know, lower class and stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't. I tell you what, it gets the Gotham PD right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> those man, those man. two dudes, man, I feel so bad for Shea Wiggum. I love Shea Wiggum in everything I ever see him in. Yeah, me too. His hair was so funny yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it was. But... But yeah, no, seriously, everything that I've seen him in, I've really liked his mm. performance. They sure do like to blow that man up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Just. Man. Oh, uh, um, crazy. But no, yeah, I, there's nothing. Cause I, and, that, and that's why I want to jump back into the fact that, like, Joker stands for nothing. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they do hold to that, at least. Yeah. But even then, it's not. Like like the like the thing with the Dark Knight, people have taken mm-hmm. away the wrong things from this movie. Like the whole point is that what he did was purely acting out of himself. No, of course, self defense. To a to right. a degree, to a degree, because he did chase down that last dude and, and gun him down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But it's like, oh, he killed those people, and he was like, oh, I thought I was going to be stressed out about it, but I wasn't. You know, I killed them. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, we got to stick it to the rich members of our society. What have they done to us? Whatever. He's like, I don't care about any of that. He's like, I killed them, you know, and it felt good. And then he and then he shoots Robert De Niro for for his own self. He gets what he deserves. He gets what he deserves. He stabs the guy who. Uh, gave him the gun. He murders his own mother because she lied to him. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, and, and yeah. the the one scene that I really like in this movie is after he has killed uh, the guy that gave him the yeah. gun, whose name I can't yeah remember. I can't remember his name. Either. Ralph, something, something like that. Yeah. But he kills this guy, and then um, Gary, which is the name of the the little person in this movie, Gary is there with him. Um, and after the guys come in, 
they've heard that Arthur's mom has, you know, died and they're there to visit him. And as he lets them in, he puts the the chain on the door mm-hmm. and just, you know, locks it. And then he stabs, I think his name's Ralph, just entirely too much. Um, just really goes at mm-hmm. him very gruesomely. It's <laughs> yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um and if this movie was, you know, good and trying to say something with that, I could be like, Whoa, yeah, you've really done a messed up thing here, but there was a reason for it. But there wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just he him taking vengeance because he's he screwed him over in his job, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like he kills him. Gary's in the corner. He's crying, you know, terrified, broken down. And Arthur's just sitting against the wall. I like that shot with the big, you know, blood splatter yeah. on the wall and on his makeup and, and everything. There in his halfway done yeah. makeup. Um, and he's like, you know, Gary, you, you're always nice to me. You're the only one who is nice to me. So you can go. And he, he kisses him on the forehead, which like you said, very Joker mm-hmm. move. Um, and then Gary walks to the door and he's trying to open it, but the chain is there and he can't. Well, that's, that's, that's before he kisses him on the forehead because he opens it and then he closes oh, yeah. it and then is like. You know, you were the only one who was nice to me. And then he gives him a kiss on the forehead and then just he bounces. Right. Yeah. But, um, well, no, because he tells him you're the only one who's nice to me. And that's why he lets him go. He says, I'm letting you go. But what does he say before he he kisses him on the forehead? He's. (sighs) Because I thought it was that. It's it's something else to that effect, I feel like. Or or it's vice versa. But, yeah, that's the vibe. Um, Not that it matters. But, yeah, he. He t- he takes the the chain off the door for him, and just like he acts like everything is normal yeah. right now, which is very and that Joker. feels like the Joker yeah. to me. And it's the only the only thing in this movie where I can recognize this character you presented me as yeah. the Joker, because he murders a guy and is like, oh, but not you. You're my friend. You can He's leave. Like, fine, Kiss yeah. on the forehead. Open the door. Bye bye. Yeah. You know, have a yeah. good one. And that's it's literally the only thing. And I think the acting in that scene is good. Too. Yeah. When he's so, not, you know, uh, when he's not trying to act. <laughs> right. Capital A C T. Mm-hmm. Mm. Everything between Sophie and Arthur is cringeworthy and terrible. Who's that? Is that Zazzy? Yeah, that's okay. Zazzy. I forgot her name. That was just Zazzy to me. Um. Yeah. It's all so cringeworthy and so like <sighs> the only reason that she is there is to fill the role of Rita in King of Comedy. Yeah. Which is <laughs> Yeah. I uh I hate it. But it's so like oh here's this woman who's falling in love with him and she she makes a messed up joke about shooting herself in the head. Because so her kid is talking. Because you know? her, she's so <laughs> rude to her child in that elevator that scene. I'm like, funny. oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. My note right after that says that uh, Zazie's agent needs to do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cast her in some likable roles, please. I mean, she's in the harder they fall. She is. Mm. But 
that's not Stagecoach Mary. Yeah, no. I like her in that movie a lot. Yeah, she's good in that. I like that fight that she has with uh, Regina, Regina King. King. Yeah, that part's good. But give her give her more roles yeah. um, that are likable. Yeah. Can't wait for Atlanta to come back. We should do Atlanta next. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we should do Atlanta next. Oh man. Um, um Yeah, man. When the Wall Street guys, you know, approach him, well, first they're harassing this lady, yeah. right? And Arthur's just been fired. And the Wall Street guys are harassing the lady and they, they make some joke and then Arthur bursts out laughing because of his mental mm. illness. That time it's clear. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's like he has this very pained look of like I wanna be doing anything but laughing yeah. right now. You know? Um but the lady uses this opportunity to run off and the guys, you know, do that that thing where bad guys in a bar scene do where they like straighten up and they're getting ready for their fight or whatever. And then the guy, the, you know, the the alpha male in this scenario starts to sing, send in the clowns. Do you get it? Do you get it? In what world does that happen? Do you get it? No, I don't get it. Beat me over the head with it some more. Mm, that's life. And he's singing Send in the Clowns to him, and then they just start beating him up, and that's when he shoots them, but I'm just like... What is it with all that brand of music in this movie? This is the worst incorporation of music I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm being 100%... Like, obviously, as we say it on the show before, I am not the most prolific movie watcher, but I've watched enough to know that this is the worst incorporation of music I've seen in a movie. Awful needle drops, yeah. Um, now, if you have ones that you think are worse, I would love to hear them because I would love to know what is worse than this. Me personally, I can't think of anything right now. Oh, okay. wait. No, I got one. Just, I got one. I'm just a girl in Captain Marvel. Mm, that one's really bad. But that's, But it's a song. Yeah. Whereas this movie, it's like every inclusion of music, bad, horrendous. Well, yeah, but, you know, she's just a girl because she's a woman leading the first Marvel movie herself. No, 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 I I get it. I'm not saying. You get it? I'm not saying you're wrong. And it's the 90s. So, you know, no (laughs) doubt Gwen Stefani, hot right Right. now. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah. If anyone listening knows a worse inclusion of music, please tweet at the podcast. Mom will come up with something. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to know yeah. what she has. Um, she, I just want to say this because she won't stop bugging me anytime uh, she talks to me about it. But if we ever do any, I know because I know we're not going to do the Marvel movies. But she mm. says if anything Thor Ragnarok related ever comes up, she would like to have something to say. Yeah. Okay, I'm with Because she's seen that movie uh, probably getting close on a hundred times, so. I really like the movie, but I'm very iffy on the way that Marvel has decided to do Thor every single time. Sure. But that's all I'll say about that right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't have really strong Thor opinions. Yeah, well, I do because I've read I say, tons of Thor I comics. Say, I say, of course. Them. 
I say, because I, like I said, I know you don't want to do the MCU, like, at all, in terms of, like, a big review, from from to end, big review series. Don't. Yeah. If we were to do it, I think it would just be best to go phase by phase and not movie by movie. I agree. And I love phase one, and it's the most cohesive so yes. far. I will say, though, that phase four is shaping up to be a, a contender there. Maybe. Because it's doing a pretty good job of, like, this is the universe, you know, or multiverse. Now. Yeah, here are the multiverse movies. Here's other stuff that's set up for people for later. I like that. The fact, okay, we have to go back to the Joker. I would love to stop talking about mm-hmm, it, but we mm-hmm. can't. Um, the Joker exists because of head trauma. Because yeah. as a kid, he was abused. Yeah. And that gave him his laugh. And then... This is what I mean when I say that there's too many things that Todd Phillips tries to do with the Joker to make him who he is. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, he has this medical condition where he laughs. And I know that that, that comes from him being beat as a child, which they show mm-hmm. later. But it's like, is it child abuse? Is it this mental illness? Is it that everyone is so is it that everyone is so mean to him because he's a weird sad guy? Mm-hmm. Like but the way that everything is fused together and it's like, look, he's so messed up. He couldn't help but become the Joker. Look at yeah. it. Look, look what I did to him. And it's like, oh, the guy's name was Randall. It's here in my oh, notes. Okay. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Back over and was like, oh, yeah. Ralph Randall. Same, 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 same difference. type beat. This Joker is not one that I would ever want to fight Batman. Ever. Yeah. I would never want to see him fighting Batman. Yeah. I won't lie. I'm interested in a black label one-off of like the Batman became Batman because this Gotham city has completely turned on its head in like a, like a, I guess a escape from New York kind of way. Um, I'm going to bring up Escape from New York. Too. Really? That's crazy. Not for this oh, movie, God. but yeah. Um, for a character yeah. spotlight. Um, in the sense of like, oh, the Joker caused the movement, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Not not this exactly, right? But there was like a thing that I was like, I can create a very, I, at least Justin story from this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, a, a zero year type beat, but like from the get go. <laughs> we got to take the sure. city back from from Joker and like all of these, you know, crazy like Acolytes. for real. Like if the town, if the, if it was like Batman became Batman because he needed to r- restore some semblance of order in in his city, and less like I got to take on the mob and the criminals and all that, and you know, become a, another symbol. You know, I'll say watching this movie as it happened, I was like, I don't think that this night would spawn the existence of the Batman. Absolutely not. They just decided let's we're No, for sure. But I'm saying like in a in a Gotham City where in one night the whole city is on fire and people are killing people and and rioting and everything's crazy. And the Waynes are just another casualty. 
to Bruce Wayne, it's no longer this defining isolated incident that's just about yeah. me. It's about the whole city. Yeah. Would that shape Bruce Wayne to act? Absolutely, but I don't think it would be as the Batman. Because mm-hmm. I think Bruce Wayne looks at this situation and says, oh, the issue is systemic. Yeah, he wouldn't become Batman. He would become his father. Explain. Um, these poor clowns killed my family. I have to make the city okay. better by... You mean he would straight up become a bad yes. guy after yeah, that? Yeah, okay. I mean his father in sure. this movie. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. I can see him... I mean, even like... <laughs> you know who he becomes? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, why can't I remember the character's oh. name? But uh, American Psycho. <laughs> Patrick Bateman. Or Patrick... Is it Patrick <laughs> yeah, Bateman? Patrick Bateman. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I was like, Patrick Swayze. Nope. Christian Bale returns as Batman. <laughs> oh. The when the Joker is talking to Murray about why he's killed though. I hate this idea of like he did it because he thinks people are awful. Yeah. I don't think that that's accurate. I like, I think it's in the No Man's Land novelization where the Joker is like, death is the greatest punchline, is essentially what he says. And he's like, this is the only way I can make people understand the joke. Yeah. They don't see it until I kill them. And like that idea, I've always loved for the Joker. Um, And this idea that like he kills people because they're awful and they deserve it is so boring, you know, white bread, bland. People are bad, so I kill them. Okay. Trying to make him into an anti-hero. Right. Like, sure, the people in Gotham City, they are awful. They are. I Um, also hate the the age difference between Batman and the Joker here. Yeah, it's it's too old. Now, I like, I do like the idea, I've said this before, Mm -hmm. of an older Joker and a young Batman. Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe. Right, or vice versa, even. I don't know about that. That's something. I'm not saying like you have to show me, but yeah. Right, I'm not saying way older. Oh yeah, of course. I'm not saying the Dark Knight Returns older. The Dark Knight Rises. Shut up. Get out (laughs) of here. But yeah, Yeah, that was two weeks ago. (laughs) It was, and I've already forgotten about it. I also think that the Joker having hallucinations that make his ability to know what's happening at any given time, that's that's not a good thing to do for yeah. the character. Like Here's why I here's why people... Joker is crazy. He's a murderous egomaniac yeah. sociopath. There mm-hmm. you go. That's it. That's there it. are plenty of other That's Batman it. villains you can make some sort of sympathetic backstory, whatever, right? Because there Absolutely. are plenty that have it. The Joker is yeah. evil. Leave it at that. Leave it and I at think, that. I think that the Joker should be, in a way, the least crazy of the of course. Batman villains. At least one of them. And the reason, the reason, I'm I'm talking about like the Gotham, the Arkham okay. crew, basically. Okay. The ones that get sent yeah. to Arkham. 
he should be one of the least crazy because he is aware that what he's doing is wrong and he chooses to do it just because he enjoys it. And he he knows he's crazy, which is another layer of it of like people who are really, really yeah. crazy don't think yeah. they are. I I told you a long time ago, I think there's sub there's like categories in which you can separate Batman villains into, which are like yeah. here are the evil ones, here are the mm-hmm. righteous but evil ones, and here are the troubled really could just use help ones. Yeah. And Agreed. yeah, and and they're 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 long lists in each category. <laughs> I'm looking through my notes here and it says all caps Thomas Wayne is trying to run for mayor. Yeah. And the next one is Thomas Wayne is Arthur's dad. And the next one, normal capitalization. This movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Now I will say I I I, I said this. I always I, I'm I'm saying that I said this a lot because I said this a lot. Um, I am glad that he is not Thomas Wayne's kid or whatever yes. because I heard about Agreed. that beforehand and was yeah, like, bro, I was like, don't even, don't even do this to me right now. I can't even handle this if this is what you're doing. That just further I hate. I hate anything that makes makes a character or characters have this sort of like chosen one-y like destiny. Yup. Cause like that's the thing I don't like about um the amazing Spider-Man, in which they're like, we use the Parker blood. Peter Parker's dad was directly involved with the the yeah. genetically altered spiders. And just in thinking about like a oh Batman and Joker greatest rivals brothers like shut up, <laughs> shut up. I yeah, don't want no, that. No, it's it's horrendous. I'm so like at the very least that wasn't an actual thing. So yeah, so I I was glad about that. But it's not like it's not like a point in favor of the movie. It's just like a point of like oh man, who yeah, dodged yeah, yeah. a bullet? You know, right. Big sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, while we are on the topic of this movie still, because I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah, me but too. While we're still here, Brian Tyree Henry, I'm so sorry. Hey Amen. He showed up to work that day, he did what he had to do, and he got out of there. He's the only character I like in the movie <laughs> There's no way that Brian Tyree Henry lets this emaciated man take paperwork out of his Yeah, hands. absolutely not. <laughs> man, what a what a bad movie. All right, I'm going to is there any more remarks you want to um, make about it? I just want to just say just once again, don't run from the source material. Yeah. Like if you want to make some changes, Sure, make them in service of the spirit, right? And anything you find egregious, because there's plenty of things in comic books that are like, sure, this is. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in comic book accuracy. I feel like it's very important to say no, this. I don't believe either. in 100% comic book accuracy because then, if that were the case, then a lot of things are on the table that you really don't want to be on the table. <laughs> um, 
But I also think that it it just it doesn't matter if you get it accurate. It matters if you get it right. Agreed. And I'll say to expound upon what you mean by that, which is the it's the the thesis by which I write any sort of uh, work that's related to an existing property. You do not have to look at those characters and say, I need to do this story again. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way Mm -hmm. to do it good. It's to look at the core of who the characters are and find a new and interesting way to get them from this point to the point that they become. That's it. Stay true to the core of the characters. Tell whatever story you want. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. And I wish, I think if more comic book movies specifically, because this is the medium that I feel is, or, you know, comic book adaptations specifically. Um, This is the medium where it's the most uh, applicable to, but if more of them approach it with that mindset, and some of them Mm. do, like Telltale Mm. Batman. Um, But if more of them approach it with that, we get so much better content. Yes. And I think I think we, I think right we yeah no I th- and I think we've gotten plenty of plenty of things that are like that fit yeah. that yeah look at uh look at Watchmen right look at look at the Suicide Squad those were yeah the Suicide Squad is the one yeah. that I was thinking of Watchmen knocks it out of the park yeah Watchmen is incredible. I think there are other cinema. There are cinema, yeah. I think there are other there are other standards that exist. Like I mean, even take the Dark Knight. Marvel Spider Man. Marvel Spider Man. The the the, the PS4 game, yes, game yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Spider Man PS4. Right. Spectacular Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young Justice. Put it on Disney Plus. Figure it out, Disney. You have so much I got money. The, I got I the Blu ray. What if I get you the Blu-ray for your birthday this year? What if I do that? I'd be so happy. We'll see. We'll see. I want to rewatch it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What are you gonna get me for my birthday this year? A big old kid. Hey yo! (laughs) All right, are we done with Joker? Oh no, hold on. Let's 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 uh let's rank it. Oh no! Well, I need to close oh, out my. Oh, okay. I thought you. My bad. I I I'm interrupting you too much. I'm sorry. No, it's, we get it's a lot fine, of feedback. You we have... get a lot of feedback for that on the podcast from the people that tweeted us about the podcast. <laughs> that's nobody. You you needed to get stuff out about this movie, and that's why I let you go on at the beginning because I'm like, this is an important moment. Thank for you, you because I felt like I was talking a lot, but I was also like, nah, I'm good. And somehow, it didn't and somehow me. I I managed to not it. drop a single f bomb at all. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that that rant might have been like ten minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready for my last remark? Yes, I am. In case you haven't noticed, Arthur's weird. He's a weirdo. He doesn't fit in and he doesn't want to fit in. Have you ever seen him without that stupid clown makeup on? That's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a condition. <laughs> hey, me too. Yeah.
Jinx. Anyway, that's the Joker. Joker. Uh, bottom. 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 We didn't talk about this movie's portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Alfred is just a British guy. He's not Alfred at all. Bruce Wayne's Bruce a child. Wayne is a, does he even have a line? I don't know, actually. I can't even I, I don't can't think he says you. a word. I don't think he says any lines. He's just there to look sad before his parents yeah. die for some reason. Yeah. All right, well. Chapter closed. Zero out of lock ten. This, lock this knowledge, this movie away. In mm-hmm. the depths of Tartarus, never to yes. be spoken about again. We can continue to make the memes because honestly, the memes are funny. Yes, you're laughing. <laughs> we watch the Joker, and you're laughing. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the memes are good. The memes are good. Uh, we should just do a meme thread from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have so many. Yeah. All right. That's that's right. that's night watch for this week. Next week's night watch. So excited. It's time. We're here. We made it. It's the Batman Finally. baby. I'm gonna cry. It's the Batman baby. I'm I'm working out my ticket situation. Okay. Don't worry. Reviews dropped today. I've seen a lot of people who are like awesome. Seen a couple people who are like, yeah, and that's fine. You know what? That Batman that dies. even makes me that makes me even more okay with it. Because if it was just if it was yeah. just perfect across the board, I'd be like, I don't know, I'm kind of worried. But the fact that it has mixed Agreed. reviews makes me even more excited. Sitting at ninety four percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes last I saw. Yeah. So I the only time so I, saw, I can't but, you know. so yeah I can't wait to see it. I have the feeling, at least the feeling I've gotten from people who don't like it, are like, is more Batman. That's it. And I'm like, all right, that, that makes was, sense. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah, that completely. I, I agree. And yet I'm excited. You know Yeah, what I mean? man. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we segue, I'm, I'm also padding for time because I don't want this episode to be too short. Um, no, it's fine. I'll do a bit. In oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, it's Justin, it's the Joker. Real, bar, How can well, I no, but real quick, I wanted, I want to tell people about yeah. my, my prank that I couldn't pull on you because it would have been too mean. Ah, uh, yes. So yes. as most people know or don't know, Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman, which is coming out this week is the director of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes, right? And so I'm considering rewatching them this week, mainly because one, I love them, and two, I want to see some Matt Reeves stuff. You know, I should also watch Cloverfield because I haven't seen Cloverfield. Yeah, I've seen Cloverfield, yeah. which is funny. that is funny. My mom, that my mom loves that movie. I, I just, I just fun. never seen it. Um, but <laughs> I thought it'd be really funny if rather than uh boot up because some sometimes we can't we can't get together and watch these movies so we watch them yeah all over the internet you know like via via streaming but like mm. shared streaming and i thought it'd be you know, sometimes we can't do any of that and we watch man, watch man steel, steel separately and just almost at, at the same, same time. time yeah so 
what I wanted to do was I wanted to set up the stream, the 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 the, the party, and we you know click play on Joker, right? And we'd be in this, but on another TV, I'd put on Rise of the Planet of the Apes, <laughs> and I'd watch Planet of the Apes, and you know be making commentary about Joker or whatever, but really I'm just watching Planet of the Apes. I'm not watching Joker. I'm sparing myself of this, of this, uh, this self harm. <laughs> And I wanted to come into the podcast without Cam knowing and just start talking about Planet of the Apes. Now, he texted me and and let me in on this and was like, I couldn't do it to you. And I'm like, listen, I understand. And now, especially after having seen it, I'm grateful. Yeah. But, wow, that would have been a funny episode. I, you know, maybe I am a good person. Because being right. a good person is able to recognize when you can do bad things, but then not doing them. Mm-hmm. I have a confession to make yeah. to you about something that I was going to do. Oh, were you going to get me back? Is that what you were going to do for a hypothetical scenario? You are going to get me back for a so, hypothetical scenario? No, no, no. I started the process of getting you back. So let me explain. Okay. We're going to talk about Peacemaker probably... Well, not next week, but we will. Yeah, right. definitely soon. Soon. Um, and instead of watching Peacemaker... You were going to watch The Wire? I was... Go- no, I was going to watch both seasons of The Tick. <laughs> That's really funny. I watched... Really funny. I started the, the show. I love it. The Tick is great. I've only seen the, the first season. Or at least okay. part one of season I've one. I've seen... I think I've seen like three episodes. Um, it's really funny. And it really was smart. yeah, that no, was terrific. It's it's absolutely great. That's the thing I like. That's the um, thing I like about all of the Amazon superhero shows is everything is yeah. like, how can we like challenge and like question in like a meta but like still serious way. Uh, the 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 superhero genre and every show that has done it has done it pretty good. The tick is the only one that got canceled. <laughs> Which is so depressing. Because yeah. I love the guy that plays... Uh, the God, the what's tick? His name? No, well, obviously I love him, but um, the actor's name is Griffin Newman. Oh, Arthur? Yes, yeah. Arthur. Love yeah. him. I love that he's the main character. Yeah, it's great. And the tick is just there and people are like, bro, you're tripping. Who were you talking about? It's, <laughs> it's a really good narrative device. It's a device. brilliant yeah. show and you should definitely check it out. Yeah. But literally I was going to, I told Ash about this and she was like, do it. But then I knew that I actually had to see Peacemaker and I started it and I also love it. Peacemaker's great. No, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew I was going to like it. I just didn't feel like watching it and thought it would be so much funnier to yeah, pull no, up that'd that Yeah, that'd be really funny. And you'd be like, all right, we're going to talk about Peacemaker. And I'd be like, yeah, man, love that blue suit. Yeah. You'd be like, well, no, it's like it's red. There's some blue in there. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I love his little his little sidekick. Eagly, yeah, no, I love Eagly, and I'd be like, no, man, Arthur. that would have been good. That would have been great. I would have been mad, been. but that would have been great. No, I know. That's why I couldn't yeah. actually. Do it. 
Dude, I was going to, but then I started Peacemaker, and I'm like, man, I've got a lot of stuff to say about this show. Because yeah. I love yeah, it. No, it's it's really good. We'll get more into that uh, two weeks from now, I guess. I don't know, three? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I I, we still have to. Two oh, my God. We still have to come up with Batman movie. We yeah. do. We have to come up I've with I've come up movie. with essentially the bones for mine. I don't know how much I'll expand upon it. Cause I, That's all we need. Because I kind of just want to get that out of the way. But whatever we come up with, we need to talk about. Yes, we need to craft our older Batman yeah. movie. Um, I just have, like, vague concepts for mine. And that's really all I want to do with it is, like, here is a sandbox that you can play yeah. in. And here are the walls of the sandbox. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So mine will be less than yours, but I'm very interested to hear yours. I mean, I think it's honestly what you've said kind of sounds like what I'm going for because I can't, I can't cool. nail out any real ideas without being like, mm, that's good. I should keep that in. I just yeah, want to no. use, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not giving y'all my Batman yeah. stories yet. Yeah. When DC pays me, when they pay me. And they don't got to pay me a lot. They just got to pay me so I can know that they're really going to no, do it. No, they got to pay it. me a lot. That's all I need. Not me. I'm in it purely for the story. Okay. I'm just going to make sure you That's not bash almost. on you. You're making the better choice. <laughs> you're you're correct. Yeah. I'm just I mean, desperate. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> you know. Sometimes it's not always about the money, Spider Man. It's about the Mets, baby. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, this past ten minutes has just devolved in the whatever, and I'm glad. You know, it's fun, much dude. lighter energy now that we've gotten past the the past the cloud, the yeah. Joker, or I'm sorry, Joker. Joker. Not even the. I do like I do like the thing of being like, hey, here's the real version of the thing, the Suicide Squad, the Batman. Like, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. make a movie called the sequel to. I like yeah. that. Well, sequel sequel um, two is a Grand Theft Auto joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick which of the bits that I will okay. do today. Should I do a threat or should I do bad branding? What did you do last time? I think it was bad branding, but I have two of each so far. Let's do a threat. Okay. Right. If this is the first time you're hearing this uh, segment of our show. Why? Um, these are threats that are curse-free. Therefore, you can use them in any setting. Professional. Religious. Uh, academic anything that arises you can use it you're safe we're not lawyers you can't uh, this is not legal advice but I'm just saying like what can they do to you you didn't say a bad word today I've got an interesting one okay because it can be taken in a couple different ways I have a specific way in mind when I say it but uh, this is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Say, you know, you're being real disrespectful for someone within pickling distance. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's my favorite brand of starter. Because I yeah. said, I said to my dog, 
yesterday. I said you get you stare a lot for someone who can get put outside for no reason right now. <laughs> now listen. You're being real disrespectful for someone within pickling mm-hmm. distance. Now, obviously one could take that to mean that you're gonna attack them with a gherkin or something, but that's not what mm-hmm. I'm that's not what I'm you're trying talking to put about to you. Dipping your fingers in pickle juice and flicking them on your sandwich for flavoring. I don't know what you just did. I don't know what the voice was, what the intention was behind that's it. That's an old Han- that's an old Hannibal Burris bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's my attempt at a Hannibal Burris <laughs> voice. Yeah, it wasn't, but good. Well, I don't good, know how to sound effort. like him, man. I'm not Hannibal. That's okay. Me neither. That was wild. That was knowing that that's what you're trying to do. It makes well, it a lot look, worse. Well, look, man, he was um, he was flicking, he was putting his fingers stop, in the stop, pickle stop, juice, stop, and he was stop. flicking them on his sandwich for flavor. For, for everyone listening, he is acting as if he is dipping his fingers into a pickle jar and then shaking his hand violently. From he's taking his cup here. There's nothing okay. in the cup. Anyway, it's about to be though. I gotta go um, to the bathroom. <laughs> Now, when I say pickling distance, I mean that you will put this person through the process of pickling. I figured. Right, but that's because you know. Yeah. I need you to know that the origin for this one came from me seeing a, a very cursed image of Elmo in a jar of vinegar and it said pickle me elmo that's a big word for elmo and i said the power i would have if i could pickle someone when they were getting on my nerves just put them in a giant pickle jar and just leave them i'd be on so many sandwiches by now <laughs> I would sell you to Chick-fil-A yesterday. Why are you contributing to the misfortune no, and listen, the hatred? They'd be No, 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 hold on. There's a there's a thought process here, right? I would be taking money from Chick-fil-A. So there's that. So I I get some of their money. Secondly, I put a call in to the health inspector. I'll say they're using human flesh on their sandwiches and they correctly identify the DNA both of the Fresno Nightcrawler that's I <laughs> and Justin Reese which they find are the same person. I I I, I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. My I we The look on your face after I said Fresno Nightcrawler was priceless cuz you were like, "Hmm?" Funny and funny en- funny enough, this is this is some peaking yeah. and some Justin Moore. So I've always been a night owl, right? Uh, okay. My grandma used to call me the night stalker because I stay awake really late. <laughs> I think I've told you this before. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't le- I didn't I learn about this until a couple years ago. So I just think that's really first... funny that you went with the Fresno Nightcrawler. Well, I was thinking of the Night Stalker, but Fresno popped into my head, and I was like, I got to go with this yeah. one. I got to yeah. go with this one. Um, 
I know Night Stalker from the Inheritance Cycle by Christopher My Paolini God. because that's a that's a name. Don't shut up about he, the Inheritance Cycle. Like we, like we talk books. about books on this podcast. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, you're a. Did you see that okay? thing? That was like. Rather than listen to music, listen to podcasts. It was like, instead of doing these things, you should do these things. And it was like, trade out music for podcasts. And I was like, are you stupid? It's like, I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. That's was like, no. Would you rather listen to To Pimp a Butterfly or the Foiled Again podcast? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Why would you set us up like that? <laughs> would you rather listen to Donda? <laughs> um also you know that the the fresno nightcrawler is a cryptid and not a serial killer. no of course how, how am i supposed to know that okay you know anything i know I, about I w- cryptids comes from you and mckenna because mckenna is one and because i like cryptids. yeah one of these days you might catch mckenna just like with the net from like Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, I'll throw her back. It's funny because I know she's just never going to listen to this. So we can just. No, you know, I know. That's what makes yeah. it so funny. Cut this. <laughs> Cut nah. This. McKenna, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> oh, man, Justin, don't don't move a muscle. There's a there's a red sniper dot on your forehead right now. The studio <laughs> the producer's up there with a sniper rifle and he's holding his hand up one. He said that's your last one. My last McKenna joke? No. Uh I, I can't say what you just you made a rude gesture is what you just did. And they saw that. Okay. You act like I'm afraid of the corporations, man. You act like I'm so scared to tell them how it is. Bam! My, my, my co-host was just a shot in his right nipple. It was extremely painful. producer. (laughs) <laughs> but he lived because I gave him a bulletproof vest before the show started I got you for you <laughs> I think he's wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane yeah 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 um you know Justin I was wondering what would break first your spirit your body that's my favorite you talk a lot for someone who's within pickling distance (laughs) (laughs) you know you're being extremely disrespectful for someone within pickling distance hey i'm tommy lee jones is two-faced and you're (laughs) no 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 we're we're scrapping the bit oh man All right, um, 
Is it time for the character spotlight? I think it might be time for the character spotlight. Ooh. Ooh. After two weeks of not doing one. Two weeks. Oh. That's a total recall reference. Oh, okay. Um, After two weeks of not doing a DC character spotlight because we have had to talk about broader DC universe things that we felt like covered our mission statement for the character spotlight. What did we talk about um, two weeks ago? I'm sorry, I have to burp. We talked about legacy characters, and then we talked about the DCEU as a whole, right? We talked about the death of the Justice right. League and the choices that they're making with those yeah, legacy characters yeah, yeah, that they yeah, created yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, today I have our character spotlight, and we're doing the question. Yes, sir! <laughs> Me. Um, you... There's two two things that I'll be referencing uh, for the core part of this, and then I'll dive into, um, what's his name? Uh, Justice League Unlimited okay. question. So, the first one is a novel called Helltown by Dennis O'Neill. And then it is the, the next one is the question comic book run, also by Dennis O'Neill. And it's kind of a funny story, but basically the situation is years after writing the question comics, DC approached Mr. O'Neill and they were like, hey, would you like to uh, try that again? And he said, yeah. As a book now. And he said, yeah, let me do it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. here you go. Um, so the Helltown novel is great. I love it. I'm I'm going to take this moment to sort of stand up on a pedestal and talk about, or on a soapbox, whoops, mixing my metaphors, um, stand on a soapbox and talk about how the novelizations of comic book arcs can be so incredible and sometimes better than the comics at like diving into the character psyche and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, ones that I will list off the top of my head are Infinite Crisis, the novelization for that, Literally gave me chills at one point. Um, no Man's Land is another one. The novelization of that is just delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There is a book about Superman, Martian Manhunter, and Lobo being the last of their kind and sort of an adventurous story with them that's really fun. Yeah. And that novelization is good. Yeah. But yeah, those are... A couple off the top of my head. You should definitely check out novelizations of comic books. Yeah, I, I, I feel like good. I should do that with Infinite Crisis and No Man's Land. Definitely. Um, I've also heard that the Death of Superman one is really okay. good. I haven't read it myself, but I've heard it's good. Anyway, the question. You want to know what this man's name is? Victor Zaz. Charles Victor Zaz. Victor Zaz. Now, some of you might know Victor Zaz as a saw. 
No, um, as a, oh god, his name actually left my mind after I made my stupid joke. The Tally Man. The Tallyman? <laughs> the Tallyman. The Tallyman. Hey, Mr. Tallyman. <laughs> yeah, Tally Me Banana. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, his name is also Victor's Zaz, but it's S Z A S. Such a very clear not distinction. Z-S. Well, that's why his first name is Charles. Chuck. Hello, Charles. Hello, Charles. Hello, Charles. Okay. Um, Charles Victor's Zaz grew up in an orphanage in Hub City. Yeah. And he has no true knowledge of his past or his real parents or anything like that. Um, whenever he gets a little bit older, he leaves his orphanage. He Gets a degree in investigative journalism, mm-hmm. uh, and then he sort of lives his life as a as a, a wanderer, mm-hmm. a transient, I believe yes. they call them. You know, just like going around, working, doing his thing. Yeah. Um, and he just he makes ends meet in a beat up old car. He's a man of the people. Um, but our story begins when he returns to Hub City to learn more about his past and his family. Yeah. Um, he gets the name Vic Sage whenever he comes back to Hub City to find out information. He ends up getting a job with the local news Uh station. Um, and the, the guy who runs the station is like, yeah, Charles Victor Zaz doesn't do well on paper, uh, or over the radio. Cause in the book, it's the radio and in the comic it is, uh, He's a TV news mm, reporter. CVS. <laughs> CVS Pharmacy. Um, so he's like, we'll call you Vic Sage. How does that sound? And he's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. We're going to call you um, so he's Human Spider. <laughs> human Spider. I love that hoodie. Yeah, it's a good hoodie. So Hub City is corrupt. Like most uh, fictional DC cities. Okay. Right. Correct. But it's in the Helltown novel. It really earns its name because it is worse than Gotham. Mm. And it is worse than Bloodhaven. Because it's literally the mayor is a puppet. And there is a cult that sort of runs things. And then in the novel, there is also this like private paramilitary organization Mm. that's doing stuff. Um, in the comic, Hub City is bad, but I would say it's maybe on par with or below Gotham. Things are still fairly normal. But in Helltown, in the novel, it is, that's, this is my escape from New York poll because it's literally that. Or it's like the police station is empty because the cops don't have anything to do. So they don't work anymore. People do whatever they want. The mayor and his gang run the city, and the mayor is just a figurehead. Now, in the comic, he's a figurehead for um, the Reverend, a man by the name of Reverend Hatch. You can ask the deacon. (laughs) Um, But they're they're doing all kinds of shady stuff going on, and uh, Vic sort of starts a relationship with a lady at the station whose name is Myra Connolly. Okay. And they sort of have a thing going on. Uh, Myra has a kid, oh. a daughter. 
You're telling yeah, me the question is they, trying to they be have somebody's their... stepfather? <laughs> you know Vic Sage is eating all that little girl's fruit gushers. Yeah, man. That's probably all he lives He's off of. He's taking all her snacks. Mm. He's he's tucking those little juicy juice juice boxes into his coat yeah. before he goes to work. Got to make it through the day. Mm. Um, but yeah. So that's sort of the the vibe that Vic has going on when he shows up. Um, in the comic, they're like, I think pretty much fully dating. In the book, they are, they've just seen each other a couple mm. times. And they make sure to be like, Myra is a, she's a very intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time when this was written, it was like, she's smart because she can use Google because no one was using Bro, Google yet. that's crazy. And I think that's very funny. Because she's like, well, come over. We can, we can look it up on Google. And he's like, what? She's like, I'll show you. Like, I'm trying to like, Google something is- if you know what I'm saying. No, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what flavors you so, got um, on no. top of the fridge <laughs> for roll ups y'all got get these got out the of scoop. here don't don't bring outside lore into here <laughs> I just wanted I to say it you got the scooby doo ones not the new ones where scooby is a regular gummy like the no, rest of them I want that that Plasticky looking weird, one. yeah. Pale, plasticky, blue, delicious. One. Um, I've lost my place. Okay, yeah. So they they make a point to be like Myra is very intelligent. Also, throughout this book, mostly at the beginning, Vic is a a little bit misogynistic. Mm. And by a little bit, I mean he's pretty he's pretty bad. That's crazy. But we'll. We'll come back to that okay. later because it's addressed because Dennis O'Neill isn't like, here's your hero. He hates women, you know, so shout out to him for Gross. that. Um, but yeah, Vic's trying to figure out what's going on when he gets to the city. I like it in the novel because he, he talks to the guy who runs the station and he's like, yeah, so here's, you know, here's the story of my life and blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, so you did investigative journalism he's like yeah he's like i got a job for you it looks like you could use it because your car's broken down and you those clothes are beat up and frumpy Mm. and we gotta we gotta get you together i can't pay you a lot but it'll be better than a nothing which is what you're making and he's like okay cool um but yeah he's going around doing this stuff and as he starts to uncover more and more things because you know in pursuit of the truth he uh he gets injured very severely. Mm. Now in the in the book it's cuz Lady Shiva is there cuz she's looking for some entertainment. Shiva? And she decides. Mm. Yeah. And she decides to work with Mayor Furman, Fremen, whatever his name is. Uh his boys cuz she's been told that there will be something interesting mm-hmm. that'll happen, right? And then Vic shows up, and she fights him. And now Vic has a lot of experience in like bar fights yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's Shiva. But it's yeah. Shiva. And I love the way it's described in the book, where it's like 
you barely see her. It's like a blur whenever yeah. she's I'm like Batman she twitches fighting and a Batman guy is, begins. <laughs> you know, it'll be like she twitches and then a guy is clutching his elbow yeah. on the floor and it's bent at yeah. a bad angle, you know, stuff like that. Love that. Um, But yeah, she messes him up real bad in the book. In the comic, he gets shot in the head. <laughs> now, I'm going to explain. He gets shot in the head. In the comic, he's already the question. He's wearing the gear okay. and everything, right? And they say, the bullet hit the skull, flattened, and went around his head and exited the back without ever penetrating his brain. What? I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. That's something you just made up. Yeah. Yeah. It Yeah. And I'm glad that Dennis O'Neill got the chance to write this again and said, hmm, not that one. Not this time. We not made this it time. <laughs> this one was an invention. So in the comic I think it's that Batman takes him to Richard Dragon. Right? Okay. And they don't really explain why in the co- Batman's just around for some reason in the comic. But in the, in the novel, uh Lady Shiva takes Vic to Richard Ooh. Dragon after beating him up. And I'm like, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Um Richard Dragon is one of the greatest, if not the greatest martial artists in the DC yeah. universe. He's your And in He's your Bruce Lee insert. Yeah, but he's a white guy. Is he? You're lying. Yes. I'm I thought not Richard Dragon was he's... was what? I thought nope, he was Richard Asian. Dragon's a white guy. Nope. This is this is this is <laughs> I can't believe this. But I love the character of Richard Dragon. I do. Did they retcon him um, to be an Asian man? I have to look this up. You keep going. I don't know, maybe. Um Richard Dragon is one of the greatest martial artists in the DC universe, and he's so good that he can beat Shiva and he can beat Batman. Yeah, a lot of people can beat Batman. And Batman is like, what's up? So a lot of people can beat Batman. No, for sure. But what they say here is like, Batman says he doesn't know for sure who would win in a fight between him and Shiva, and he hopes to never find out. But he's like, Richard could beat both of us. Ah, I understand now. Okay, here's the reason why I thought Richard Dragon is Asian. is because in the animated Mm. film, Batman, Soul of the Dragon. Which I still have to see. Yeah, me too. He is, he he is, he becomes the Bruce Lee insert. Okay. He's also voiced by Mark DeCascos, which is really cool. Oh. But yeah, Richard teaches him how to fight and how to rely on his instincts. And uh, he teaches him this sort of higher form of reasoning that helps with his detective work. I don't really know how to explain it beyond that. But he spends, I think, a year and two months with Richard learning. Yeah. And then he gets back. Um. And the house that he's staying at, that he's renting, is uh, owned by a man by the name of Aristotle Roder, okay. also known as a Tot, T-O-T. Um, Tot is 
an inventor. He was pushed out of his company. Uh, but he still received some money from patents and selling inventions and stuff like that. And when he's talking to Vic, who he thought was dead, mm. he's like, hey, they came looking for you and they beat me up pretty bad. Tot's an old mm. man. So they beat up this old guy to find out where Vic was. Um, the reason for that in the book is because Shiva kills Furman's two guys and then takes Vic and mm. leaves. But the mayor is like, I know what happened. The sage killed my two guys and threw the lady in the water. I don't know. Because there's no way a woman did yeah. this. Misogyny. Um, but yeah, Tot is like, hey, I want you to get them back. That's why you're here, yeah. right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you look different. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, here's what I have for you. And he gives him his mask and his coat and his hat. And he wants to have the mask. I forget the color that he wants to have it. Yeah. But Vic is like, make it, make it my skin color. He's like, what? Like, that, that'll make you stand out more. And he's like, I know. Do it. Yeah. So he gives him this belt, and when he pushes a button on the belt, it lets out this gas that helps the mask adhere to his face, and it changes the color of his clothing. So that way... I've seen him do that in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. With this, Vic Sage can disappear, and the question can take his place, and it's different clothes, no face, therefore a different guy. Magic man, yeah. Magic man. Um, And I really like that concept. Um, but with his training and his gear, Vic Sage becomes the question, and he is a detective and a vigilante, and he seeks out the truth and he fights evil. And I, I really like him. I'm a big fan Good. of him. Um, there's sort of three bad guys for this origin mm-hmm. story. Um, there's two in the comic. There's three mm. in the novel. So there's mm. the mayor who is of a course, drunk. Yeah. Um, in the comic, he is drunk all the time. Whereas in the novel, he has more sober Mm. moments. Um, In the comic, he marries... Well, in both stories, he marries Myra whenever Vic leaves. And he's able to do this by uh, having leverage over her... With her son? Because he puts her daughter. Oh, oh, I thought it was... Yeah, okay. Um, By putting her in a place where... You know, he has control over whether or not she's harmed. And in the book, that is a school that's set up by Reverend Hatch, which is his weird little cult school. And he's... Bible camp. uh, (laughs) Bible camp. He's poisoning the children, but in a thing that's not fatal, it just makes them weak. And then he can, you know, uh, apply something to them that makes them seem healed for his services. So that's his whole thing. But that's only in the book. In the comic, uh, she's just like at an orphanage, but the mayor has guys everywhere. So yeah, something could happen to her at any yeah. moment. Um, the comic has a really cute moment where Vic stops by the orphanage because that's the orphanage that he grew up at and he builds a snowman with the Aww. kids. Does he give it a face? Um, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure the snowman. I'm just saying. You never know. But yeah, Reverend Hatch in the comic is like a true evil comic booky bad guy. He's the big bad in the comic, right? And it's revealed that his whole cult thing uh, is even worse than you think because during the Vietnam War with all the atrocities and stuff that he saw there, after his time in the service, he was like, I think God put me on this earth so that I could do evil on behalf of the adversary. Mm -hmm. So I will do wicked works for the devil and that's my job Mm -hmm. here. And he's going to sacrifice Myra's kid and a whole bunch of stuff happens. Um, but he's the real bad guy. Okay. In that. And that's his story. Um, in the book, he's just zealous and he fully believes that what he's doing is good at the end mm. of the day. And he's not the true bad guy. In the book, the true bad guy is a man by the name of Colonel Crate. Colonel Crate. I think it's very funny that two of the bad guys are Hatch and Crate. Which are just things. Tell me the mayor's name isn't Beryl. Yikes. That was bad. Crate. Beryl. No, no, I get it, but it wasn't a good Look, joke. I couldn't hatch up anything good enough, okay? Our father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be that. Finish okay. it! Oh, Colonel... What? You know, like Green Goblin and Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Colonel Crate used to be a soldier, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth, and he picked this new name, which is Colonel Crate. Um, Which makes it worse, because it's a name that he chose. Crate. But he has his private army, and they're smuggling weapons throughout Hub City and Gotham and other places. So the novel gives a reason for Batman to be here. And he sorts of he he sort of gives Vic Sage the opportunity to become something more if he chooses. Yeah. Whereas in the novel he just shows up and he's like, So you wanna be a superhero? I got my eye on you. And he leaves. And it's like, Oh okay, Batman, thanks, I guess. Like, you know. But in the book his inclusion is really good. Um and he meets Richard Dragon first as Bruce Wayne uh, without ever saying mm-hmm. his name. And there's some fun stuff with him and Alfred uh, and a great moment where Alfred and Tot just get to have a little road trip together, which is really yeah. funny. Um, But yeah, Crate's whole thing, he's running his whole operation um, and upholding all of the corrupt institutions in Hub City because... With all that chaos, he can um, he can use that as an opportunity to keep his illicit dealings going on. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the the origin story for the question really is this guy who can't leave well enough alone and needs to know the truth and almost dies because of it comes back. And actually succeed, yeah. you know? And I, I think that's a good origin story for a character. Yeah. Um, the comic has some really gorgeous art in issue two. Whenever Vic is unconscious, it's all like black and white. And I really enjoy it there. Um, I prefer the version of Hatch that is this evil comic booky cult leader. But overall, the novel is superior in like 
every mm. other way. Um, there's a point where taught while talking to Vic, he's like, you know, you, you've got a lot of, uh, male chauvinism going on over there. Don't you? And he's like, huh? Well, I don't know. He's like, all right, well you, you should do a lot of thinking about that and work that out in yourself because it's, it's mm. bad. And he's like, Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> But he really is. In like the first chapter, some lady looks at him wrong and he's like, Ugh, women. And I was like, Whoa. whoa. <laughs> For what? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because she doesn't give him a second look because he's in a beat up car and probably smells bad and his clothes are all dirty and like he's a musty looking dude. As was the style at the time. Mm. Yeah. And he gets all like, sour grapes about it and he's like she's probably a bad person mm. anyway and it's like shut up so i'm glad they yeah. did um the characterization of the question here vic is a rough around the edges wise guy with an incessant need to know the truth yeah um and as the question he becomes a little bit more precise and calculating good um but he is a he's a very good character and I love him a lot. And I wish people would do more things yeah. with him. My introduction to him was in Justice League. Yes, sir. Where I saw the most detective looking detective, but he didn't have a face. And he had a, a big blue outfit. And I'm like, this is the coolest guy I've ever right? seen. He doesn't what have a, a face. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. Um, and his, his characterization here is so much more like he is this very cool analytical conspiracy. Yes. Yeah. But he's, um, and he sees these patterns that anyone else would miss and he's willing to look into things that other people would consider preposterous just because he sees a connection. Just as there. he thought 32 flavors. <laughs> but yeah, I loved Every episode he was in, obviously the standout one is Double Date, mm-hmm. uh, written by Gail Simone, which is about the question and Huntress, and their investigation is at odds with a thing that's going on with Green Arrow and Black Canary, yep. and Tobias Whale is the bad guy yeah. here. It's a very good episode, and you can genuinely watch it on its own. Huntress in question, couple goals for life. If if anyone out there is like the Huntress or like the Question, hit my line. Hit my line. Because you'll play I'll whatever, play whatever, role, whatever you have. role I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Now, a lot of people say that the reason they know that the plastic tips at the end of sneakers are called aglets is because Phineas of the uh, and Ferb. And I say you're all fools because uh, the question taught me this in Justice League yeah. Unlimited when he's getting tortured by one of Waller's people because yeah. Waller's working with Cadmus and all yeah. that stuff, right? And she's from the other universe. Yeah. I think... Man, I love Justice, Justice League Unlimited. Unlimited is great. But yeah. my favorite, One of my favorite question moments is when he 
kidnaps the guy who I think works at Cadmus or or at least the lab, right? When they're trying to get the info on mm-hmm. um Galatea and Supergirl's dreams or whatnot. Or I guess the Star Labs then because Emil uh, Hamilton yes. is there. Maybe it's still Cadmus. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, yeah, what do you think about all this prepackaged pop music that they got, you know, that they're pushing out these days? And dude's like, oh, I hate it. He's like, yeah, me too. And so then he turns on the radio and then cranks it up. Yes. And he's like, hey, I just said I hated it. And then he, he the gas, uh, he, you know, pops the gas and then he changes into question. He's like, yeah, I know. And then he drives off and he clearly interrogated the guy or whatever. And so he's trying to rush to help out uh, a Supergirl. And she's fighting Galatea at this point, I think. And he's trying to get mm-hmm. inside Star Labs, and he's, like, breaking the thing. And he's whistling and humming the song to himself. And then he starts singing it, actually. Yes. And then he's, yeah. like, singing it. And then he gets to the, the end of the hook and then throws a chair through a glass window and then just walks in. Yes. That's that's my man's. <laughs> that's yeah. my man's. In that episode where he, the reason that he, he talks about Aglet's is um he's being tortured and like electrocuted and they have him you know strapped to this thing and the guy's electrocuting him and he's like what do you know and he's like the plastic tips at the end of shoelaces are called aglets and the guy flicks the thing and he's getting electrocuted and he's ah yeah. and it's yeah. so good yeah he just I love his characterization in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, that's great. And I think the sweet spot that I would want to write is somewhere in between this rough around the edges version and this out of his mind conspiracy yeah. theorist that he is in yeah. Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, man. He's great. And in great performance by the voice actor too. I don't know that I don't know his name. But like I forget because I looked like it up, defining defining work. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The question also appears a couple of times in Batman: Brave and the Bold, but he's much yes. more straightforward as like a superhero and mm-hmm. not um, kooky conspiracy man. And it's still good because I mean, of course, I love to see the question. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And I'd love to see uh, me as the question. I would also love to see you as Thank the question. Because then I wouldn't have to look at your face yeah. anymore. And I get to date no, Huntress. Yeah. yeah. That would, that be, would nice. be nice. The question was originally a Charlton Comics hero. Yes, sir. Developed by Steve Ditko. Yes, sir. So that's a fun fact. Uh, next time we'll be talking about more Charlton yeah. heroes. Yeah. And then after that, moral Charlton heroes. Because well, Peacemaker is a... Isn't our Batman episode just going to be just Well, Batman? no, yeah. But I mean, are we going to shove another character spotlight into talking about Peacemaker as well? Or... Well, not the next Charlton. week. No, I know. But yeah, we the will Charlton do that. Power Hour. Okay, all right, that's fine. The Charlton Power yeah. Hour. Yeah. But yeah, next week uh, for our character. Well, mm. no, week, week after, after for our character spotlight, 
we will be talking about Blue Beetle and Booster yes. Gold, which we will do we together. We will do together. Who are you you're doing, Beetle? But we got to... I That's feel like it only makes sense that I do Booster Gold because if there's any character that I'm destined to play but not actually, it's it's Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. I feel like that fits our dynamic very well. Yeah. It does. I'm I'm Ted Cord and mm-hmm. you are Booster Gold. Yeah. Yes. We love Jaime. We love Jaime. We can talk a little bit about Jaime. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? Are you good? Is that good? I think okay. that's it. I think we should properly give our final top to bottom ranking of the Batman movies uh before we see the Batman. You can go first. Best to worst. The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and Batman eighty nine share number two. Batman sixty six. Batman Forever, Batman Returns, Batman v Superman, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman and Robin, The Joker, or I'm sorry, Joker. There we go. Yeah. All right. Very similar. I am uh, The Dark Mm -hmm. Knight, and then I have 89. And then I have Batman mm. Begins. So you had them, you know, Yeah, because I think they're both equally good. <laughs> I just prefer 89 a little more I get personally. That. Um, but yeah, after that, it is 66, Returns, Forever. Uh, Batman versus Superman, huh? That's That's mm-hmm. the next one. And then, yeah. The Dark Knight Rises, Batman, Robin, mm-hmm. Joker. Bottom, top three and bottom three. Very, very unanimous. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you have a specific dedication to to begins in 89, but still, those, yes. are the, those are the top three of the movies. Who's the best Batman? Michael Keaton okay. is the okay. best Batman. Okay. I'm gonna st- Christian Bale is the best. I'm gonna stick one. with Affleck. Thought about okay. it, man. Just that's the one I I think I I appreciate. I really like him. I would say he's top three. Yeah. Okay. I will say, but here's right, the top thing: three who's really the best Batman? What do you mean by that? He's not on our list because he didn't qualify. Oh, Kevin there Conroy, baby. At least Kevin. Con- at least got to shout him out. Because I don't think we've actually talked about Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the defining Batman portrayal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for Bruce Wayne and mm-hmm. Batman. Because hearing him in the animated series go from Bruce Wayne at a public event doing his, oh, hi, it's nice to see you, to, you know, I am vengeance. Yeah. I am the knight, yeah. you know, and he does his whole thing. Like, incredible. Yeah. Masterpiece. Cinema. George Clooney, worst Batman. George Clooney, worst Batman. Worst Batman. Best Joker. Top three. Heath Ledger. Jack Nicholson. Michael Keaton. What? 
Like, wait. <laughs> Caesar I was Romero. like, huh? I couldn't tell if that was a joke or Michael not. Michael Keaton. Surprise. It wasn't. I'm just stupid. It's yeah. late. We've been doing yeah. this for a minute. Um. Oh, well, we started late, I should yeah. say. I think mine. I love Heath. Mine is Jack Nicholson. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. I would say when it comes to, like, comic book representation, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson Closest, takes the top yeah. spot for me. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. I I don't know whether or not I can call him the worst whenever Jared Leto exists. Woo. They're it's hard. Do like I do. They're both they're both the worst. <laughs> they're both the worst. Sure. Jared Leto, but with Joaquin Phoenix, I have a moment where I say, "Okay, I see you as the Joker." Yeah. And with Jared Leto, I have a. Uh, Whatever gross reach around Joker honka, honka. In the after credit scene. Oh, I'm not even thinking about Snyder it's... cut scene. I'm thinking about Suicide Squad. I'm thinking about both. Suicide Squad. Um, thank you for listening to Foil again thank this week. You. We've uh, it's been a long journey to get to the Batman. But we're almost free. We're almost free. And this podcast can finally be about other things home again. sweet home. I Should I try and beat Horizon by the time we're done? I'm, I mean, it's, I won't, it's but, you know. like two months away from us doing another thing. Like another dedicated thing. You Which know is what? what? The, the Star oh, Wars sequel. I forgot we're doing that so soon. Okay. It's like eight episodes between now and yeah, when we know, do it. It's I know, fine. I know. But still. Um man. But yeah, uh you can follow the podcast on Twitter, like I said, at Foiled Again Cast. You can follow my boy Justin at Kylo Reese on Twitter Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at K.Cruz, K D O G C R U Z. Oh, they, they can't, can't follow, follow me? you. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay. I I want to be sure. Yeah, you know, I yeah, didn't want to make yeah, a move without your yeah, permission. Yeah. Here's um, Kim's address. Rate us, but no, not again, please. I just got it scrubbed. I had to make a deal with Doctor Strange, and no one knows what are you talking about. Hmm. Okay. Um. Please rate the podcast five stars on. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts and recommend us to your nerdy friends who like uh, nonsense like this. Um, And we've been good about having our episodes a decent time and not three hours, so I'm proud of us. I just want to shout us out. We'll return one day. Well, yeah, but when it's warranted. Each of those Star Wars podcasts are going to be four hours. No. (laughs) No. Ain't no way. Maybe. No, they won't. (laughs) They won't. Oh, by the way, we're at 50 plays on the first episode. Word? Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Wow. We're almost at 250 plays total right now. That's crazy. We just got to 200 and, like, shot up. That's crazy. Real quick. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Um, But, yeah, we will see you next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel.